0: As a woman, I have no country. As a woman, my country is the whole world. Virginia Woolf.
1: Alice Miller's most recent book, Water, won the Mary McCarthy Prize for Short Fiction and was a finalist for the 2009 Patterson Prize. She is the author of two other books of fiction, including The Nature of Longing, winner of the Flannery O'Connor Award for Short Fiction. Her work has also won the Kenyon Review Award for Literary Excellence, the Lawrence Prize, and numerous special mentions in the Pushcart Prize Anthology, Best American Stories, and Best American Essays. A professor in the English department at Indiana University, Alice is also a pro bono attorney specializing in animal rights law. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Christopher Citro. Alice, what have you brought for us today?
0: This first is a poem from a series called The Pacific Ocean is a Woman Just Like Me. From a vertiginous bluff overlooking the Pacific, I call my mother, 2,300 miles away, on my new cell phone to share the sound of surf high and white against black rocks. She observes in wonder, Imagine, I am listening to your ocean. What would my father have thought? It's through the ocean, they say, the earth breathes itself and now low-frequency radiation lodges where we cannot see the damage. In this new century, I can only imagine the surprise in the voice of my grandfather, long dead, had he answered his phone that afternoon and listened to the sound of these waves breaking far away. Gift For my birthday, a friend gives me a word, a word she invented, unknown to anyone else, a word without definition— A word, she says, just for you. One syllable, six-letter, voiced, dental, fricative, ribbed corduroy rubbing onto velvet with a final clunk of stone against stone. I practice the word in my own voice. Birds cock their heads. The dog growls. I buy the word a ticket, take it on trips, set it a place at the table. The word is not wordy, but it craves freedom goes crawling up the darkened pane. The word sprouts feathers and teaches itself to fly. It stalks the air in cleated shoes. I walk it on a leash. Prayer, fetish, and charm. O word I say of wood smoke, jewels, fruit, and sky. A word works in mysterious ways. A word never means the same thing. At night in bed, the word nudges me over speaks in sultry tones against my ear. Sounds I've never heard travel back and forth across the length of my tongue. On finding a legless doll at the beach called Park Facing Southeast California. The ocean here looks the same as from the Tokyo side. Blurry objects move through the same water in burnished shards. Jewels are bones worn smooth, a rusted hubcap, an emperor's crown. A memory. One night, an American soldier dragged his Japanese hooker through the sand. Sepia-tinted fur coat draped across her back. She tottered in red stilettos like a 40s movie star, before falling face down in grit. His command, get up, bitch, rode the wind, and she did get up, laughing and repeating no English. Even as he punched her so hard, her lipstick flamed across her face. Pretending not to hear, I stooped for souvenirs washed ashore, one a legless doll. Water doesn't distinguish debris from treasure, but leaves sorting to the finder. I focus on white stones, teeth of dragons, press them tight against my ears to hear the sea ring. Across the expanse of water, the woman sinks again and again into the sand, crying. Overhead, seabirds angle white-winged against a pearling sky. Their cries pierce my tightening fingers. They ride circles of fire. Heirlooms. Sometimes language knows what we don't. The rough stones handed down for the next generation to polish, and then you have counterfeiters like Kanzi and Coco grasping at human syntax with their opposable thumbs, accused of being loved by women who believe too much in words. Sisters to the Bone. Twin, between my ribs lie your tooth and claw. There's much evidence of your tampering, like the way, little prankster, you played cat's cradle with my innards, then scratched your initials right into my spleen. Odd, because you were never even named. It's all your little joke, your way of getting back, this stirring up of trouble. Once I grew so faint, they opened me up, and what did they find? Your cartilage and bone. What would have been your ears mounted like relics on my abdominal wall? The embryo of your nimble fingers, yet another trick of fossil. A miniature knuckle lodged near my lung, extracted in haste, in horror. As an infant, I howled at night and they rocked me without blame until I could no longer feel you. Over the years, my dreams were filled with your slow dismemberment. Your eyes and lips and limbs disintegrating in that blood-gorged sack where I floated so comfortably, sucking my thumb in sweet contentment. I'd grown tired of sibling rivalry. It was like this. Long after you had vanished, I somersaulted in the space you'd left, drank greedily, sang into the womb's roomy wall. I was grateful not to share. Even now in the mirror, I know you're still there. Shameless in your antics, crouching behind glass, paint, enamel, staring beyond flesh through bone. Vicious little sister, our own mother wouldn't recognize you behaving this way. You were a vague light, a happy suspicion, that there were two of us she never knew, but grieved, nonetheless, for some unnamed loss, while, as an infant, I took your aches in my joints, your bruises on my flesh, and, in confusion, even once forgot the habit of my own heartbeat." You should know the truth. There were times I suffocated in our mother's love for two. Her instinct dictated I simply wasn't enough. Milk flowed from her, too rich, too abundant. How I struggled against her desperate kisses, pitching the fury of your body from my body.
1: You've been listening to poems by Alice Miller on The Poet's Weave. I'm Christopher Citro.